0: Peter, chapter 3, uh, towards the end of the epistles Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then a bunch of other ones uh, the epistles, the writings, Romans, Acts, Ephesians, I mean, all that, and then second Peter's towards the end of your Bible. Uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Now, this is the second letter I'm writing you. Remember, second letter, second reminder, maybe didn't get it the first time. I need that often. Peter's writing that. Second letter I'm writing you, beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through the apostles. Knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days scoffing, following their own sinful desires, they will say, "Where is the promise of of His coming?" And so this is it. He's saying there'll be scoffers. There'll be people who are telling false, who are teaching falsely. There'll be people who'd be persecuting you. Remember, remember what the, the prophet said. Remember the commandment of the Lord through the, through the apostles. And, there is, and where is this promise of his coming? So at that time, we all knew. Uh, and like I said last week, we were all in the last days, like since Jesus uh, was crucified dead buried rose again that is last days moving forward i'm not giving you like we got 50 days left 50 years left you know like our timing we don't know we don't know god's timing but we're in the last days the last days since then and so uh these people are saying to peter where is this promise of his coming where is he where isn't he coming for ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. They're saying nothing's really changed. Doesn't seem like anything's gonna change. Uh, in our lives, the same thing happens over and over. We still, we face persecution. We face, I mean, I don't, I don't know necessarily that it's been too much harder in the last 18 months for us. It shouldn't have been. As believers, we still have that same hope, but nothing's changed. Where is this coming and so they're challenging him. If you remember in chapter one, Peter established the authority of Christ, the authority of what Christ did for each one of us, paying the penalty, uh, paying our ransom. Um, and, 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 and it talked about his power, his divine power that is granted to us for everything that pertains to our lives according to his glory. According to his glory, Jesus, it through Jesus, we will be given everything we need in this life. And then chapter 2, we talked about the authority of Scripture, the Bible, uh, the look at the, look at the v- validity of the Bible. Was it valid? Uh, what, how did it come to be? And, and what was the cost of the disciples at that, all, at that time? All but one of them gave their life up based on the story of Jesus. What was the cost? And we looked at, uh, at the access that we have to influence and be an influence for the truth of what is of what is scripture. And then there was last week the very hope-filled talk about false teaching and heresy and saying one thing, and, 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 and but living a different lifestyle all together. We looked at the idea of uh, giving or stating your devotion to Christ, but then choosing to live a life separate from that, whether it be in one area of your life, multiple areas of your life, your work and your home. I mean, I don't know. I fall victim to that often. Compartmentalizing my God into areas that it's very easy. And remember, if you remember, we talked about the idea of changing Scripture to line up with what we want it to believe, rather than changing our lives to line up with the truth of what Scripture is. That was last week in the Bible, um, and we kind of closed out last week with this sliver of God's judgment. If you remember peter mapped out some of the old testament stories of how god didn't spare the world but he saved seven when he flooded it with noah and how the angels had fallen from glory and 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 god's judgment was on them we talked about sodom and gomorrah just briefly briefly how that city was reduced to dust and ashes and we talked about this idea of uh, living a life that we really can't avoid god's judgment for us, And so this week, my hope is that we land a little more on the hope-filled side. I mean, I, I, I think we were all, at least I was hopeful in writing last week's message, but this week I really hope for, we're hopeful in God's judgment and not uh, viewing it maybe through the filtered lens that we have of judgment in general. Uh, because I can't, I, 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 I don't think we can understand God's goodness without trying to comprehend or understanding God's judgment. The more we understand God's judgment, uh, the, the more we can relate and, and, and experience and understand his goodness uh, for us, uh, what he's cautioning us from, um, and what he's calling us to, uh, and the consequences of living a life a certain way and, 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 and living life Selfishly or separate from his presence. Uh, I thought about the numerous times throughout the Bible where God actually, uh, or Jesus teaches about the judgment. He teaches about what it's gonna be like to make the decision to follow him. And Jesus says this in his teaching in Matthew 7, uh, enter by the narrow gate, the gate that is wide and easy leads to destruction. And those who enter it, enter by it are many for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and I like to like capitalize capital L capital I capital F capital like life the gate to that is narrow and those who find it are few and for me I mean that just speaks to that it's not like open the floodgates that's like making tough decisions in 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 trying to line your life up right that speaks a little bit into god's judgment john 14 6 says jesus said to him i'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me the authority of there is no other way other than through jesus his blood his life his death and resurrection for us in matthew 23 13 through 14 i love this because oftentimes he even speaks to the uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees of that time and telling him that they've gotten it wrong. Like, and we've got to hear, I mean, Jesus is God. We've got to hear God's judgment in that. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Um, this is the heresy that we were talking about last week a little bit. For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves nor those who would enter to go in, And I think this is huge because what Jesus is talking about here is the idea of not only did you get it wrong, what's going on in your life is causing other people to not enter in. Whew. I mean, that's some heavy weight for us to shoulder. If Jesus is saying that of these Pharisees and Sadducees of that time, they were the religious elite. They were the ones that were on the stages talking, which I warned you about that. Like I'm just a guy Don't follow me, follow Scripture Keeping others from experiencing God, in in actuality uh, Having others fall into That that area of God's judgment So God's judgment is real It is a real thing And we'll get to the heart of it Here in a second But what we have to understand is that uh, although our lives have been purchased, that Christ has paid the ransom, he has paid our debt for all of our sin, like none of us, none of our sin existed when Jesus was nailed to the cross and when he defeated the grave. So, so that payment was made from there forward for everybody. So despite what you've done, uh, been purchased, ransom paid, it still costs us everything. It costs us everything in that we give our life fully to his cause to believing in his life, death, and resurrection, and his continued guidance in our uh, lives. And I think it's easy, I think it's easy for us uh, to kind of view God's uh, judgment. To kind of view judge God's judgment a lot like, uh, yeah, He's not going to give me my pow-pows on the on the bottom, like He's not going to spank me where it hurts. And God uh, is 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 about doing good things for us. Like ultimately, none of my consequences or judgment or punishment or whatever it may be, he, God's not going to allow any of that to hurt me. Like I mean, He might. Take away my video games and my screen time for an hour But we all know like as a parent like we forget about that in 20 minutes and then You know it goes like that's the kind I want to view god as like You know like I mean Nothing nothing's really gonna hurt me and he's gonna you know just forget about it anyways, right? And I don't believe that that is uh, accurate God's judgment is much more real than that um And it's far from the mentality of, wait until your dad gets home. Like, that's not a a relational God. Uh, It can be, if we choose to make it that way and interact with God that that way. Um, But I kind of wonder for us, if that idea of wait until your dad comes home, or wait until Jesus comes back, we believe that Jesus will come back and and, and in that, we will face that judgment. How many, uh, how many of you are excited for Jesus to come back? How many of you are excited for the judgment that will come in that moment? Yeah, that's a tougher one. There was some people that raised their hand. Ultimately, we should be like, yes. Like, that is Scripture. That is truth, that when he comes back, that we will all face the judgment of what God has called us in our lives. And not the kind of like those people are going to get what's coming to them. Have you ever felt that? Like, oh, just me? Okay. Uh, like I'm often like, can't uh, wait for God's judgment on them. Uh, and it's harder to put it on me. Anyways, sorry. Just a glimpse into my broken brain. Um, verse six. Verse six. Second uh, Peter chapter three, verse six. Uh, and by that means of the, uh, in that by means of these, the world. Uh, that then existed Is deluged with water And perished And so that's talking about Noah and the flood uh, The Old Testament judgment that he established In chapter 2 But the same word And the heavens and earth now exist Are stored up for fire Being kept until the day of judgment And destruction of the ungodly And we're going to get to this in a second But, but what, what, what is being said here in Peter Is that we all know the judgment of the flood like God wiped the slate clean now. He did promise he wouldn't do that again But that's not a promise that his judgment won't come and in fact as we get into it It's not going to be water. It's going to be fire the second time around And we're all going to be subject to that judge. I told you we were talking about volcanoes fire judgment, right? Uh, and I believe what peter is saying here is is is, is to uh, Build on that reminder and that warning Remember the gospel remember the promises remember the hope that we have because deluged in the flood and, and fire to come for me i'm like Ugh. like i'm pretty comfortable in the wooded hills of sudden valley like i'm not looking forward to that right and and, and he's, he's saying don't lose sight of this don't lose sight of the end And and what can be most devastating for us is if we do forget that, if we do stray from and uh, and forget of that hope that we are called to, that we live a life separate from gospel living, that we live a life separate from hope-filled living, that amidst COVID and cancer, amidst um, culture and politics, amidst uh, socioeconomics and justice amidst, uh, you know, other illnesses and sickness amidst whatever, we can't lose sight, and we can't forget the hope that we have in the gospel. Church, it would be easy for us to lose sight of the gospel and fall into this trap of living a life that is separate from God, that is living even parts of our life and find ourselves on the, on the wrong side of God's judgment. On the wrong side of, and, 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 and we talked about that, and it's already alluded to that, like separate from God, that leads to destruction because we all know we're fallen. Like I make poor choices pretty much any time I'm given the opportunity to make a poor choice. And so we, those decisions separate from God, not including God, not, not including the, the hope that we have through Christ's uh, life, death, and resurrection those areas, whatever we choose to not live in that area um, leads to destruction. And it's easy for us to lose sight and actually try to view God's judgment through the broken lens that, we've, that we see authority and judgment here on this planet. That we see, a, 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 oftentimes, that we see a broken system with prejudices. And, and then we lose sight because, because we feel that, that it, the, the judgment and authority we see here on earth is not just. But we have to know and understand that we serve a just God. That we serve a God that, uh, that, is, that is just and in, in he's loving and he's true to his word. And there isn't a prejudice in there, Right? And our own choices oftentimes bring us to those consequences of destruction. The choices we make that lead us down the wrong areas in our life. And it's our lack of God that actually brings the judgment in our life separate from what leads to him. And it's, it's the lack of God consequently that, is, that has kind of brought to us this broken system of judgment and authority that we even view here on this earth in what the enemy ultimately wants us to do is to lose sight of the hope that we have to lose sight of the just and loving god that we serve he wants nothing more than for us to lose sight of that so then we can get wrapped up and bound up in the weeds of a broken system Right, If we revisit that idea of Ralphie and Randy and uh, he's underneath the sink crying, and if, if, if I ask you to remember back to when you were a child and you got in trouble, um, maybe you got in trouble and it was the wait until your dad gets home uh, way, uh, or you knew that, uh, that you were in trouble and, and when you got in trouble it affected the rest of your day, it, you knew that you were in trouble and because of that you dread what was to come and there's really kind of two reactions that we have in that moment where we where we focus in 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 in, in know about this judgment that is looming and the consequences that are in it and it seems that there's one kind of default way to look at it and that's where we uh, allow that life situation that choice that Scut Farkas on the playground situation, the awaiting judgment and punishment for our actions to just shut down our life. We just allow it to just completely overtake everything and uh, be our focus in, uh, in even meditation on, and we climb into that bed of life of wallowing and uh, destruction, or we get underneath that kitchen sink and we lose the ability to focus on anything else anything else that might come and if we really look at that analogy honestly like think about it ralphie's mom i mean i don't want to speak uh you know the wrong things because by no means am i saying the christmas story is biblical but uh ralphie's mom is a good representation of of christ because what does ralphie's mom do in that situation ralphie's mom uh you know he she calms down and gets uh gets randy the cup of milk and then when Dad comes home, you know, uh, Ralphie sits at the table, and, and, and she distracts the judgment that, that uh, Ralphie is thinking is coming. And Dad is like, oh, hey, how was your day, honey? Did you see the Giants? Like, she knows football. Did you see the Giants? Da-da-da-da-da. You know, and, and then, uh, oh, Ralphie got in a little trouble today. And, and, then, and, and as you watch that interaction, Ralphie's life just lifts back up because he realizes that Mom's dealt with it had those conversations we've talked about i actually know i feel like i know that i've done wrong in this situation but anyways all right sorry that's not bible that is just hollywood Uh, but for me that's that is often what happens when i've when i know that i'm in the wrong place in my life i usually just shut it down and let it let it monopolize me as a handful of weeks ago i spoke to you about my seventh year of marriage and and how rough that year was. And I'd made some choices that weren't the right choices. And, and, and Heather had let me know that, hey, let, we got to do this marriage thing right. and We got to do it together. And uh, I remember my friends at Costco, I was working at Costco, they knew that something was up. Because I wasn't like the, you know, jovial forklift singing forklift driver at Costco for that little period of time. Because I just allowed that to sink in and, and take hold of everything that was my life. Or if we press into life's reality, I like to think about it, uh, I'm just going back to this, this Christmas story thing, like the pink pajamas of life. We want that kind of life, like walking down the stairs with, if you haven't seen that movie, you're not getting any of this. Uh, so um anyways i think how we live our life in light of god's judgment falls into that same reaction where we can be complacent and we uh we are waiting we are anticipating we're we're locked in by fear of what is to come counting the days and watching and waiting to see what will happen what i brought what destruction i brought upon myself verse 10 but the day of the lord will come like a thief the heavens will disappear with a roar and the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid to bear. Since everything will be destroyed this way, what kind of people ought you be? Right? We can live that life of complacency and focusing on what is to come and the judgment and the consequences of everything that's going on or we can live with a life of urgency. We can live with a life of remembering the gospel. We can live a life with the hope that we have, the hope that's in the world. And, and, and quite honestly, what does that life look like? It's not crippled by fear, awaiting judgment. It's, it's pressing forward on into the hope that we have, and what Peter's reminding us of. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought we be? People of urgency. It says you ought to live holy and godly lives. As you look forward to the day that God speed its coming, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promises, we're looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to live to be found spotless, blameless. And that peace with him, and and that spotless and blameless peace is only found in the the blood of Jesus. The penalty and ransom that I talked about, that he's paid for each one of us. And when when we stumble on that, when we allow that to be the rock, that's when we don't let everything else cripple us. And the reality is, have you, have we, given much thought at all to god's judgment have we given much thought at all uh, to god's judgment why or why not why haven't we or why are we do we view it as this ultimately negative thing this thing that we are that we uh that you know that cripples us that that we're fearful of are we looking forward to it How does it impact our life at all, or how does it transform our life? In light of the eternity that's found in Jesus, how does the truth of God's coming impact you now here on earth? Does it? Have you really even thought about it? Any time that I can catch a, a real glimpse of God's heart, That's like leveling up, like I gain like 50 XP points, all right? So I love when I stumble on like clear images of God's heart because then I can like, I like deposit that. I'm like, ah, like there is judgment and there's like all that that's going on and everything that we're facing. It doesn't actually even seem like anything's changing. (sighs) But then when I can catch a real glimpse of God's heart, That's transforming for me And and, and here written in amidst this section of scripture That we've talked about uh, There is a clear glimpse Of God's heart Verse 8 it says But do not forget this one thing Dear friends With the Lord a day is like a thousand years And a thousand years are like a day I like this because this isn't the God's heart thing But this is like God's outside of time. Oftentimes we're like, well even at this time they're, they're rushing God's judgment. They want Judge God, God's judgments to come now. Why aren't things changing? Why aren't things getting better? Why are we facing all the stuff that we're facing? And you might relate to that now and you might have some of that like, God, when are you going to act? What are you going to do? The Lord, a, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow to keep his promise as some might under- understand slowness. I mean, I, th- I think that speaks to us more so than even this time because how fast a pace are we moving? And how much do we want like, like God, act now, give me now. What's, what's going on, right? So uh, the Lord is slow to keep his promise. He's not slow to keep his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance like the people that i talked about earlier I was like i'm really hopeful that god's judgment comes on them like god does not want them to perish like god doesn't desire for them to land on that side of judgment he he desires their heart he desires that they would not perish And for us, it's the same thing. He wants all of us, in that word in there, repentance, he all, wants all of us to come to repentance, which is turning from what we're doing to face and follow him. That's what repentance is, turning from something and realizing the direction that God wants us to go. That's repentance. God wants no one to perish and everyone to turn towards him. And that's, a, that's such an amazing glimpse of God's grace and mercy because I don't have that in my heart yet. Like, I wish I could say, like, like I want everyone to come. I do, I do. But in the heat of the moment, sometimes I'm like, ah, that person or that person, like, ah. Right? But God's, God's a God that wants no one to perish and everyone to come to repentance. God's grace and mercy uh, to not return yet is so that from our, from plan A, like God's glory displayed through his people on this earth, from plan A, he wants one more person to come, and one more person to come, and one more person to come, and another one to come, and another one to come, and another one to come, that no one would perish. Perish. And the glimpse of God's, hearts that, God's heart that I get in that moment is that uh, God didn't come on June 27th, 1997, because he knew there was this guy, Dwight, that was working with this punk kid named Jason that would come to know the Lord on June 28th, 1997. And so God's judgment doesn't come today because his glory needs to be displayed through you for somebody else for tomorrow. Whew. Like, that's God's heart. That's the goosebumps that are on the back of my neck. Like, that is God's heart displayed in his glory through you. That one more would come because of your direction and your repentance towards turning towards him and allowing his life to then lead you into the presence of somebody else that needs to know the heart of the Lord. Amen? All right, you are with me. Sweet, right? In, in, In verse 15, it says this, Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation that the judgment were like god where are you at why aren't you here in this moment why aren't you helping me at all he is we just don't see it his patience in not bringing his authoritative judgment on our lives means salvation for others for ourselves even and for others bear in mind that the lord's patience means patience means salvation just as our dear brother paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God had given him God's timing is God's timing And we have to be alright with that Because of twofold One, uh, the active of lives that we live Pursuing, pursuing God's glory The act of per- repentance that we have In pursuing and displaying God's glory In our lives But not only that The spread of more of God's glory To more people If you hang out with me at all uh, Monday through Saturday at 10.02, my phone makes this weird like. And that's Luke 10.02, 10.2, the verse that the the harvest are ripe, the harvest is ripe, and the workers are few. And I pray for more to, to reap the harvest to display God's glory so that God could just harvest the field and, the, and, and his, his salvation would come to more. We, and I tell you what, I'm not praying for you because you're here in the seats and you're here actively involved in this church and man, check in with God because he's got some marching orders for you to, to reap the harvest that he wants to till. I'm praying for, and the other way I put it, oftentimes in my small group or in this church is I'm praying for the empty seats. There's a handful of them here this morning. There's extra seats at your house at home for you to invite somebody to come in. I pray for Luke 10.02, workers for the harvest of God's glory, and I pray for the empty seat of more to come to know God's glory in their lives. God's judgment should not cause us uh, to go out and be uh, crippled and, 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 and handcuffed and like wallowing in it. God's, uh, God's patient in his judgment. And outside of our desires, God's judgment comes at his time. And until then, we are called to live that life of glory and we end the the chapter uh, chapter three in the book of peter with this therefore and remember whenever there's a therefore in the bible we have to look at why it is or what it is therefore right so whenever there's a therefore so everything we've talked about in the last three or four weeks of the authority, or of, of the greatness of Jesus and his love, the authority of the Bible, the, uh, the navigating he- uh, lives of heresy where uh, we say one thing but live a different life. All of that stuff, the, the false teaching, the uh, persecution, the uh, today God's judgment, all of that wrapped in as a reminder to the hope that we have in Jesus, you, beloved. Beloved followers of Jesus, therefore, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away by the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, stability that is in the gospel, stability that is in the hope, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and now into the day of eternity. And so we're faced with a therefore from this day forward, knowing what you've been through is what you've been through, what you're going through is what you're going through, and might not change much. Right, you heard me say week two. I don't think things are gonna get like incredibly better for us as Christians. I know that's not like a a hook line sale from a salesman up front, to follow Jesus. I don't think things are gonna get exceptionally better for us. Hope doesn't change. But therefore, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And from this day forward, his glory, both now, from this day forward, and on into eternity, we're called to live our life that way. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. Band or jam session, you guys can come forward. Lord, we we thank you that you are a loving God. We thank you that you meet us wherever we're at. Lord, I prayed this often. We thank you that you love us where we're at But that you love us and not to, love us enough not to leave us there And so this morning it is my prayer that we would um, Take everything that we're facing All the hardship in our lives, everything we've got going on Everything that we brought in here, everything All the judgment that I've actually maybe inadvertently put on us, Lord Lord, and, and all that stuff we, we set aside at the beginning of the service to worship you We want to pick that back up, Lord And we want to offer it to you. We want to give you uh, all that we are and everything that we do for your glory. Lord, the lives that you've given us, the lives that you've blessed us with, Lord, we thank you for those lives. We thank you for the opportunity. And so this morning, I pray that we each make an open-minded and an open-hearted decision to uh, turn towards you and allow you to speak into our lives lord allow you to direct our lives into glorifying every promise and truth all love and acceptance that you have lord onto and into our lives and onto other people's lives lord so this morning as we close with these last two songs may you uh, be glorified may you be lifted up may you be encouraged Lord, may you encourage us in our journey towards towards your glory, Lord. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's, Let's worship. Let's worship together in these last two songs.
1: I'm giving you my heart and all that is within, I lay I promise. For the sake of knowing you And the glory of your name To know the lasting joy Even sharing in your pain And I, I swear Giving you my For live for
0: We're going to get you a spot on stage. Allison, and I heard a good singer over here. We're always looking for uh, worship team members, so (laughs) you get yourself. Oh, look, at people are, like, nudging each other. i got to watch that because then I know who to ask. No? All right, anyways. Uh, Church, it is that. It is that we give our lives to Him every day, displaying His glory so that all may know Him. So as you go from here, as you go out from here, go in His grace, mercy, love, patience, and go in his saving grace and mercy. All underneath his judgment and authority in our lives. Amen? Amen. You are sent out in the grace and glory of God. Be blessed. See you next week. Or what have we got going on this week? All the stuff. All the stuff.